Hey everybody, I'm Sam. And I'm Jacob. And we're here to talk about Chestertown fantasy football. And nothing else. Have you seen that uh, new Mount Reynolds movie? Guy? God, God damn it, Sam. Uh, so, and on to the week one recaps. <laughs> okay, so basically, uh, why don't we just walk through the week and take a look at all the games that happened in week one, and we can kind of give our commentary on each of them. Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. start with your game versus Nisha. Okay, so playing Nisha, there's definitely a lot on the line in the household. Big rivalry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and at first I got off to a big lead, but actually Nisha definitely came back on that Monday night game with Darren Waller, but he did fall just short. Basically, like Herbert and Evans just kind of sucked for Nisha, and... I basically got to barely passable with uh, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, it was a close one. I mean, Mike Evans is always um, – he's always a toss-up. He's so, you know, I think touchdown dependent. And he did not come through for her this weekend. Um, Waller came close. And unfortunately, that was against my Ravens. We're not going to really talk too much about that game because that <laughs> still hurts. Um, but he came really close to making that comeback for her, but just short. Yeah, I think I think definitely Kamara after like coming off that huge touchdown game last year in the playoffs. We Nisha also don't talk of, about that game. <laughs> Nisha was kind of expecting him to just get at least forty points, and when he didn't, it was pretty upsetting. Yeah, it was a close one though. I think closest yeah. game. Uh, it was definitely yeah. It was like a one and a half point spread. So, but I was still less than average. So I'm one and one. Nisha is zero and two. Yeah. Okay, so next up here we have Sean Murphy versus Chris Ruiz. Cruising for a bruising. Okay, uh, this game was pretty nonsense in a lot of ways. Uh, the defenses, Cleveland got 1.34 and Green Bay got negative two. Uh, but like their actual skill position players were pretty good overall. Yeah, I mean, Chris managed to win with Ayuk getting zero, um, which, <laughs> yeah. shame on Sean, um, you know, and that kind of leads into that Mostert injury. Yeah. Uh, what, two carries, I think, ultimately before he got hurt, which is just a, a killer to see and really kind of um, throws a wrench into the running back situation there and ultimately the whole league. And I think we'll talk about it a little bit later when we talk about uh, free agent pickups. But uh, that was a big, big hurt for Sean losing most of it that quickly in that game yeah it does suck to lose him so early Tyreek Hill had a fantastic game he did he probably felt good after that but yeah 197 yards and a touchdown but just fell short this was also a very close game it was and Sean I think was just below the median line um, he was he was half a half a point below the median line which is that hurts so that does leave him near last place as uh, second to last year. Yep. Yeah, uh, zero and two. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Sorry, Sean. Uh, Chris, congrats up uh, up to a two and zero start. Strong team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Chris versus Paul. Never mind, ESPN sucks. I like the custom <laughs> logo. That's definitely fantastic. Uh, but the team did not do well. 
it to transition not. into uh, actual scores. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you live and die by one team, right? It's got Rodgers and Jones, and boy, did they lay a turtle in the field on Sunday. I guess I should start saying the scores for all of our many listeners in case they're not familiar with the results. But this was Chris versus Paul. Chris got 109.34, and Paul got 84.08. But yeah, the reliance on Green Bay was is definitely rough for Paul. Okay? Yeah. I mean, do you think they'll turn it around? No. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, possibly, but <laughs> I would not be confident saying that they're going to turn it around. Uh, yeah. I think... How old is Aaron Rodgers now? I mean, he's, he's, he must be getting Passing there. 50, I think. <laughs> I think, uh, no, he's at most 49 <laughs> and a half. I think he might be 49 and a half is what you're thinking of. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But all in all, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, 21.7 points for Chris. That's, that's, uh, that's good. You're not going to lose a... if you got that. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say, you know, long-term for Chris's team, obviously he, he picked up Barkley in the trade because, um, you know, for me, I, th- I think there's some concerns with Elliot. you know, granted they're playing Tampa, but how, how does he look long-term? I mean, now he has Elliot and Barkley. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, they seem similar to me where they're formerly elite backs. You don't really know right now what they're going to be, if they're going to be. Definitely a lot of question marks for both of them. But he, but he did also get, well, we'll talk about more about it later, but he also has some other acquisitions this week. He does. Okay, you want to move on to your game? Uh, I mean, if we have to. <laughs> give, us, give us the personal locker. You know, disappointing start by Tannehill. Disappointing start by Adams. You know, as we talked about, Green Bay just not coming through. Tannehill and all of Tennessee looked hard against Arizona. Um, you know, so it was a close game throughout. Uh, I was pretty far back, leaning a lot on Jacobs, trying to make that Monday night push. He did He did pretty good. Again, not happy to see it as a Baltimore fan, but he came close. Um, I was really hoping when they got down to the one-yard line in overtime, based on that catch, that they were going to run it in with Jacobs, get me a touchdown, you know, win this fantasy game, or at least come closer to winning. Uh, didn't happen. So it was a tough loss. Tough loss for sure. It is also, I guess, how do you feel? Were you the second highest scoring team? I was, yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean. How, how does that feel with the new system versus the old system where now you get at least a partial win? Yeah. I, I mean, I, it helps, you know. In, in the olden days, a loss like this would be really gut-wrenching. Um, but getting that at least one win out of it, you know, satisfies a little bit. And, you know, as you look to the standings, definitely helps set me up better for the season. I will say I'm uh, I'm on the opposite end of this. So I won my game, but lost the average. Right. And I will say I kind of like the wild card nature of the old league where you never knew what was going to happen. It was always... There's a lot more luck. Big you know, swings. I think, I think this is... I mean, granted, most of fantasy football is entirely luck. But at least by, you know, giving wins to, to people that score in the top half of the league... Um, it gets away a little bit from some of the luck of yeah. matchups. Yeah, for sure. Definitely spreads it out some more. Well, uh, Troy definitely, with the most points overall, looked really good. So he did. He's definitely going to be a team to watch coming up. 
I mean, and that's with Josh Allen only scoring 16 points. Right. That's kind of I mean, crazy. that's arguably a down game for Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, Higgins looked up. good, and that was, like, one of his weaker players on his roster. Yep. And he has – wow. Uh, like, well, we'll talk about the teams later, but his roster looks good. It looks, it looks like – Looking strong. And last but not least, we have Sean Lee and Jeremy Gao. Jeremy, a uh, a non-original Chestertown member. Fun fact for the for the league here: the only non-Chestertown member. That's that's true. Yeah, <laughs> those are facts. <laughs> it's fun fact. Uh, well, welcome Jeremy to the league. It's been a few years. Uh, this this game was actually maybe this was the closest. No, no, I think the other one was, but. Yeah, still this, close. This was very close. Sean, I really thought I well, I think the sleeper percentages are a bit off, but sleeper had him like super low percentage to even have a chance and then got really low but made a comeback and almost won this game. Sean Lee 113.34, uh Jeremy 115.86. Yeah, I mean, I got a question how much Sean pays attention playing OBJ um <laughs> Who was definitely called out uh, well in advance of the game. Um, so he, he had an opportunity there to, to get some points, but he let that slide. So, well, spoiler uh, alert, we're going to do power rankings later. And I will say, I do take who the manager is into account. <laughs> and it, it's, you just, you hate to see the flawed execution here. So that, that's definitely not great. Um, really, any player would have done it here. Would have pushed him over the edge, but he couldn't take advantage of Mahomes and Montgomery's uh, good weeks and Thielen, twenty five point yep. seven points for him. It's a big week. Uh, but Jeremy's team just looks kind of super solid overall. Just like really no super standout performances. Just everyone's everyone's good. Cal Ridley had a good uh, seven point six, but if he gets like a twenty point week, this team's going to be super impressive. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of options on Jeremy's team to have some of those weeks that pop off to keep him keep carrying him. Yep. Okay. Uh, so our next segment here is notable waivers. Get real music. Yeah, we, we we'll put it in post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, notable waiver moves and trades. Uh, so not a ton this week. I think there's there's one headline trade that we all uh, are interested in hearing about. Jacob, you want to tell everyone the big news? Yeah, so Chris traded for Saquon and a sixth-round pick in next year's draft uh, from Sean Lee, who gets Chris Godwin and Kenny Galladay and a fourth-rounder in next year's draft. How do, so, you feel? <laughs> How do you feel about that? You know, I think... I think that's a pretty pretty balanced trade. Uh, it, it really, I think, depends on your outlook for Barkley. You know, as we kind of mentioned earlier, it's kind of questionable, right? At this point now, spoiler alert, we're recording on Saturday, so we've seen two games of Barkley now. Um, I have been too impressed with him yet, but he obviously has the talent and ability to become a to be a top lead back in the league. Um, so if he can turn it around, you know, I think it's there, but. As of right now, I'm I would definitely lean towards the wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I definitely 
can't say either way. I think if you take out the picks, this is like still a fair trade. And when you add the picks, it's still a fair trade. Like I, it's just like so balanced that I don't know. This is one of those trades where I, you don't think anyone got the better half necessarily. But it could yeah. definitely work out for either one of them for sure. Like if no, I, Saquon I, goes off, Chris's team is going to be fantastic for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And it was uh, exciting to me with this trade is the picks. You yeah. Know, we haven't we haven't ever before been able to trade picks. Yeah. And as a recovering Madden franchise addict, <laughs> um, being able to trade picks and look to the future is huge. So big fan of it. For sure. I think it also, I mean, it really makes trading so much more granular that you don't feel like anyone's getting the better end of the bargain. Because sometimes yep. with players, it's just too like large of a unit of value. Um, and you just don't want to trade away necessarily. Like, how do you make this? Say they think they're a little off on Saquon or Godwin and Galladay. How do you actually make that fair without a pick? You, you throw in like another player that is worse than Galladay and no one really wants or... Right. How does it work? You know, you know, you don't know. Yeah. But no, it, it allows you to balance it and it allows you a little bit of ability to, you know, balance building your team for this year versus, you know, future years. Right. If you want to go all in for this year, you have that ability. I'm a, I'm a little skeptical. I, I want to see how it plays out through a year. I want to see if anyone tanks this year and starts trading for future graphics. <laughs> it's an option. It can get a little wild, I'm sure. Well, if, I don't know the league uh, trade deadline, but we can check that out. We will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the only other really move worth talking about is uh, Chris got Elijah Mitchell on the waivers for, I believe, $34. Yeah, adding him, I'm surprised it went that low, honestly. Um, we talked a little bit about it in the league chat, and I think Chris mentioned in one of his other leagues it was around 50 in one of my leagues, he went for 50 as well. So um, I'm a little surprised it went that low, but there's so much unknown with that, that running back position in San Francisco that is Elijah going to be the guy? It looked like it in week one, but who knows what's Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I, uh, I believe that was the second highest bid on him, but I was quite a bit lower at like 20-something, um, low 20s. And – it was interesting for me because I do have Trey Sermon and I was kind of wondering if I should overpay to get the full, you know, likely one and two. But I don't know. Trey Sermon might be the three. Who even knows? But it's a tough situation. But I ended up just going low and hoping uh, Sermon pays off. Yeah. But, I mean, combining Mitchell with Bar- picking up Barkley. Um, yes, he looks great. You know, and, and Elliot gives him a lot of options. Yeah. Um, running down through his team is now. So he has Lamar quarterback, but he's going to have Elliot and Elijah Mitchell. I believe it's Elijah. That's what I wrote down. At least. Elijah Mitchell and Saquon at running back. And then Jefferson, the wide receiver from Minnesota, and DJ Metcalf at wide receiver and that's still a singletary as a bench option that's just gonna be great it gives him a lot of options good depth for sure and who knows how hawkinson's gonna be going forward but 
he had a good week one. So he did look good. Okay, so that probably leads naturally into our power rankings. And we're going to do a quick power rankings of people. Um, we decided to only rank the top five each so that we don't uh, stir the pot and put Sean Murphy last on both of our rankings. Okay. I mean, to spoil things for everybody, we did rank <laughs> 10, um, and we both put Sean 11th, um, but decided to just list the top five out of respect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a miscount on one person's, and on uh, the other person's, it was intentional, but 11th <laughs> and both. Okay. Uh, so I think, Jacob, how we should do this is uh, we start at five, and then we go back and forth, uh, and then talk about, you know, kind of the first person who comes on each, like, or the first time we hit them. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so my number five was Jacob. Um, I do like his team. I just think it has a lot of questions. It's definitely kind of boomer bust to me. I love Tannehill, but the running back with uh, DeAndre Swift and Miles Gaskins, it's kind of sketchy. It could like go well, but it also could be bad. And then wide receivers are Lockett, who I'm sure is going to be great. And Adams. Adams is kind of like a big question mark right now. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers just kind of suck, which seems unlikely but possible, then that's going to be a terrible uh, pick. Uh, Kelsey is the tight end, and you know that's of course going to be gold. But it does put a lot of like value into one position, so you always worry about like if something happens to them. And Jacob, I believe you also ranked yourself fifth. Yourself, fifth. I did put myself fifth. Um, you know, I think the boomer bust is definitely a good way to describe the team. A lot of my bench, I think, is um, flyers on young players. So you know, we'll see if they play out during the year. Got Michael Thomas on the pup right now. So second half of the year, if he can come back strong paired with Jameis, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. So definitely a lot of question marks, like you said, at running back. Josh Jacobs is out right now. So so we'll see. But I think definitely uh, there's potential. Cool. Do you want to do your number four? Yeah. So four, I have Jeremy. Yes. And Jeremy's team is pretty good. I mean, so he has Christian McCaffrey, which is a great start. And then Dak Prescott is his quarterback. And, yep. you know, he's going to get a ton of points every week. He is. And then it kind of comes down to, you know, his wide receivers are Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson, which is going to be strong. His tight ends, Mark Andrews from the Ravens. And he's probably going to be pretty good most weeks. So really, like, the one question mark is – um, his second running back position, and he has what is this? Is this Damian Harris from yeah, Damian Harris or um, James Robinson? Right, and I'll be honest, I'm a big fan of Damian Harris. You know, I think for a long time, New England's had questions at running back, but coming in last year and so far this year, I think Harris has that primary running back position kind of locked down. He's not going to be the pass catcher, um. But he's got that, you know, first, second down kind of goal line back position locked in New England. So I'm a big fan of his. So that definitely leads me to to liking Jeremy's team. I will say, like, even his bench is pretty strong, um, at least wide receiver-wise. He has Corey Davis on the bench, who 
I really like, and Jarvis Landry. So he's really not going to be a short on wide receivers. I think it's really going to come down to his running backs. Agreed. And how this plays out. Okay. Um, so at my fourth spot, I had Nisha. So Nisha's team is uh, pretty good overall. Um, she's herbs and spices. 0-2 start, but I do think she is a really good team. So ranked her fourth because Herbert had like a really bad week one. Um, but at quarterback, I think he's going to get, you know, a ton of points. Kamara showed over the past few years, you know, he can win a game on his own. And then she got Eckler pretty late. She got him like mid-second round or late second round, I think. And I just see this as having, you know, two top-tier running backs. Yeah. What do you think about Eckler? Yeah, so I actually had Nish's team second overall um, because I'm a big fan of the Kamara-Eckler pairing. Uh, kind of like you said, they're almost two top running backs. Uh, so having that as a foundation with Herbert, who did have a great first week, I believe, but you know showed last year what he can ultimately do. And having Waller at tight end, uh, like you talked about with Kelsey, there's you know really three tight ends who kind of stand above that um, – really outscore their positions, I think. And, and Waller is definitely one of them. So having that paired with two top running backs and a good quarterback and solid wide receivers, uh, I'm a big fan of DJ Moore. Might be a bias from Maryland. I don't know. But overall, I'm a big fan of her team. Yeah, I mean, this is just a very solid team. I think her bench looks to me a little sketchy, but – who knows? I don't even know who these people are. You know, I just don't follow football enough to really be sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely not the strongest of benches. Ronald Jones, I think, in Tampa is, is a good backup running back to have. And, you know, she has Mike Davis in the the flex as well. So that's four, I think, you know, two strong starting running backs and two kind of solid um, backups there. But the rest of the bench, you know, I don't even know who R. Stevenson is, like you said, for New England. So, <laughs> well, Maybe we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) So that leads us, I believe, to your third position. My third. So I had Sam as my number three. Um, You know, Henry and Gibson, I think, started a little slow for you. But I think both of them um, are stellar running backs to have. I think Russell Wilson is a top QB that you probably got later than you should have been able to. A.J. Brown and T.D. Lamb, you know, I think even in that first game, we've seen what Lamb can do with Prescott at QB and how much they're going to be slinging it around. A.J. Brown's a stud in Tennessee. So, you know, I think that's a lot of top high-end talent. Um, and then you got smith Schuster on the bench as well. So a lot of good options. Yeah, I think my team – I think I'm another case kind of like Nisha's where I don't think my bench is too strong. And my, my stars have gone up to a little slow start, so I was definitely lower on myself than you were. But I, I, I think it could be a good team. I could definitely see it. I, I would not be surprised if it all came together and they worked out. I agree. Uh, so my third was Jacob's fourth. So I had Jeremy as my number three. Uh, and then Jacob's number two, he already said, was Nisha. Yep. Which leads to my number two which was not in Jacob's top five. Uh, I really like Chris's team. I think Chris's team is pretty, pretty good from top to bottom. 
I really like the fact, well, I, this is definitely post knowing the trades. So I think having Elliot and Saquon, like one of them, I think is going to end the, the year as a top back and the other one's going to be, you know, serviceable. So I think he has kind of elite running backs post trade, especially if Elijah Mitchell even turns into like anything. And then pairing that with Jefferson and Metcalf, I mean, they could both be, I wouldn't be surprised if they were wide receivers one, wide receiver ones at the end of the year. Yeah. So I just think his team's pretty solid top to bottom. Yeah. I think, you know, spoiler, I think I had him six. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of Lamar right now, not because of Lamar, but because of the team around him. offensive line, it's just looks atrocious. Um, so makes it hard to do anything as a quarterback with that, that kind of line. And, we got even more injured. So um, not looking great for the Ravens. So that puts me a little down on Lamar, but I, I do agree, you know, having Elliot, having Mitchell, how, having Barkley, pairing that with DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson who are both, you know, top targets for their teams. Um, I think sets this team up. Well, I'm just not the biggest fan of Lamar. Yeah. And I could definitely see this team just going down, you know, the rankings quickly. If, either Elliot or Barkley becomes, you know, more definitively not like a stud player. If, right. if, if Barkley has a few more games with, you know, low points, then how do you even necessarily start him or without hurting yeah. yourself? Yeah, exactly. Um, so then that leads to your number one, who is also yeah, so, my number one. Yeah. So, I mean, he was top scorer in the first week, you know, lineups pretty stacked uh, my number one was troy uh josh allen had a down week and he still scored 140 points because he's got <laughs> chubb has Mixon, um you know having cup and higgins i mean i'm a big fan of higgins i was trying to draft him but didn't get him i think gronk's gonna have a you know sneakily good year if that's even possible for him but i mean he's just such a good touchdown threat that you know how can you not yeah. throw to him once they get down to that field or that part of the field. So there's also good wide receiver depth on the bench. Clay, uh, Claypool down there, DJ Chark. I mean, I think you got studs at the starters and a solid bench to back it up. So it's looking good. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely all aboard this team for all the same reasons you are. I mean, I will say what, how many defenses is this? This is three defenses. If there's one roster weakness, <laughs> uh, seems like maybe a few more uh, skill players, but I mean that's why he's number one. Who knows? Maybe he it's a strategy we'll all be adopting next year. Next level strategy. This team just looks fantastic, though. I know I agree with what you're saying about Gronk, though. I mean, it is kind of sneaky because he doesn't. He's less than the former Gronk, but still, he put up 25 points. So, yep. You know, he just has a dominant team. That's for sure. Agreed. Well, so that completes our top five power rankings. Uh, sorry if we didn't speak to your team. You could try improving your team if you want to be on next week's episode. Just be better. <laughs> it's just some words of advice from <laughs> Sam and Jacob. So I think that concludes our show. Yeah, so I'm Jacob. And I'm Sam. And that's all, that's we, all got we got this, this week. week. Catch you Catch on the flippity-flop.